Welcome back to the Dimensions of Greatness podcast. Glad that you guys made it back. I know that we've missed a few days. Hope that your holiday weekend was blessed. I had a great time. I'm just now regrouping and coming back. I've missed you guys so, so much. But the good news is, although we've missed a few days, um, spending time with family and um, getting back to work and getting our lives back onto a great start for this powerful month of June, God has released many, many great revelations and confirmations concerning your life, your dimension of greatness, the things that he wants to reveal in you, especially this month. It's going to be a heavy month of opportunity, a heavy month of dominion. We're going to be shifting in the atmosphere a little bit. We're going to be grabbing hold onto the promises of God in a way that was definitely unexpected, but I'm very excited about what the Lord is doing. So um, like I said, I hope that you had a great holiday weekend. I hope that your Memorial Day was blessed. Mine was blessed. Spent time with my daughter and um, my sister and great friends. And um, we just had a great barbecue and um, fellowshiped and ate lots of good food. I actually grilled today um, with Mark. I'm sorry, not today. I actually grilled that day. I actually grilled Sunday and Monday with Mark. And it was a great opportunity to spend time with family and to... Um, just enjoy the presence of God and, and fellowship. Righteous fellowship is always a good thing. Good food is always a great, 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 great thing. So um, like I said, I hope everyone had the same experiences. Now, although I spent time with family and although um, we enjoyed the holiday, there was still such a heavy burden on me to um, pursue the word of God that I'm going to share today, even from last week. Normally, like I said previously, I don't know what the podcast message will be about. I have a understanding of what we're going to be sharing and covering, but the particular and specific details sometimes don't come till the very day of or right before even I begin the recording of the podcast. This word, however, came uh, many, many days before it, it might have even began last Monday, immediately after the, the last podcast. So I took a few days to let it saturate and to let it marinate so that I could really grab hold on what the Lord is saying, because this is very peculiar. And I know last week we discussed um, the peculiarity through the tribe of Judah and um, how the Lord has a royal anointing available to his people. And so that's just such a great and mighty thing. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit more today, but we're going to get into some other awesome, awesome, great, powerful details. So welcome back. Welcome back. Come on in. Welcome to your Dimension of Greatness podcast. This is going to fuel you for the next couple days until Monday. So we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'll be coming back in four days. I purposely did that. I wanted to release the revelation of the Lord on the third day of the most powerful month that your year has seen thus far, because how many know that the number three means to establish? And then I wanted to wait four additional days, which four means to build before releasing the second portion. This will be one of a five part release. This will be part one of a five part revelation for the month of June, because the month of June is going to be an exciting month. It's going to be a month of surprises, a month of shock, a month of amazement. So let me get ready to get into the word of the Lord and what God has for you. He wants us to be an exploit. He wants to see exploits. And that's what he's placed on my spirit. Although we've been talking about dominion, I'm going to chisel away at what he actually means, what the heart of God is saying concerning dominion as we 
sort of shift a little bit. Um, not too far away from the 12 tribes of Israel, but we're going to go deeper into a realm of revelation. So God has released a powerful realm of manifestation for his people. Um, I was listening uh, in the presence of the Lord earlier and really worshiping, worship, worship, worship. And I cannot express enough how great it is to be in the presence of the Lord and how welcoming the Lord is and how he just loves to share himself, his word, his will, his presence. It's such a beautiful thing. And also I wanted to share, uh, sometimes I have experiences where I'll hear a song and I know that it's not me because I haven't, like today, I haven't heard this particular song in maybe 15 years. And um, sometimes I have angelic uh, visitations where they will sing a song and then they will expect me to play the song and, and, and God will reveal himself in a very powerful way. So I waited all day. I heard the song waking up this morning, but I didn't play the song all day. But right before the podcast, I played the song and it was such a powerful, powerful time of fellowship with the Lord. And it ties into what we're going to be discussing today. The song is by Ron Winans. It's an older song. Like I said, I probably haven't heard it in 15 years or more, um, but it's a beautiful song. And the lyrics go something like this. It says, um, I shall not die, but live. And he says, just to declare your works, I'm not living for me. I'm not living for the flesh. I'm not living for anything outside of the will of God. I was really moved by the lyrics in this song today as God revealed himself and what he's actually saying, what he's intending to do and what he's going to do. God's intentions aren't like our intentions. God's intentions will be made manifest. God's intentions will come to pass. If he doesn't do it through you, he will do it. He'll just do it through someone else. And so God doesn't want you to miss out on your opportunity. So the song was sang very beautifully in a very beautiful tone of worship and a very beautiful declaration. I shall not die, but live just to declare your works. I shall not die, but live. And so God wants to speak that to someone today that there's an opportunity and there's a mandate. There's an opportunity and there's a mandate. And see, we confuse the two. We think that the opportunities in God are optional. But God said in this time, like I spoke of back in October of 2020, there's a glorious mandate on the people of God. So now that eight, nine months have went by and we've understood vision and seeing what God has to show us. And we've understood dominion, possessing land. I've even spoken of the feet of the angels, what the feet of the angels look like, how they actually operate in their realm of dominion. Angels are extremely territorial. And so when you begin to walk in a dominion, in a dimension, excuse me, as I talked about last week, I didn't get to share the full scope of it, but a dimension you'll know because you will have angelic visitations. That's because the realm that God is placing you in is in direct um, continuity with the angel of the Lord that he has to bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey. So in this season, God is penetrating his people with a particular and peculiar opportunity to display greater works and manifestations. Some of us are being presented with opportunities. Some of us are in a position to accept the mandate. And so the mandate is a little more intense because it's not an opportunity. It's not an option rather 
it is a mandate and it is an expectation of the Lord. And that's one person you don't want to disappoint. But God said that he's releasing powerful, powerful manifestations. I'm going to share so many great things today. This is the time to remember. I know it's a scripture that we learned very early on, but if you've never really studied it, study Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It's very vital that we understand and grab hold to what the spirit was saying through Paul in this time and in this season. And when he said he meant, when he said all things, he meant all things. When he said all things, he meant all things. There are many of us that are facing um, trials and, um, we're also facing, um, a little bit, I want to say the Lord is showing me like clutter and, um, we're just grabbing and latching onto any and everything available. But God says there's a specific will. There's a specific nature that I'm revealing for the purpose of manifestation. Last week, we talked about the manifestation, the manifestation of the sons of God, that the earnest expectation of the creature. And I tie that in to the 12 sons of Israel. So we went through Reuben, we went through Simeon, we went through Levi, we went through Judah to some extent, but today God is shifting the revelation of the 12 sons into a moment in time of manifestation. This is 100% a rhema word today. This is from on high. And God is saying, this is the expectation of the Lord. Your opportunity and your mandate rest in the fulfillment of you receiving and walking in his will. Some of us live our day-to-day activities, our day-to-day lives, our livelihood. Nothing changes. We have a relationship with God. We seek after him. We pray. We seek his face. But there is not a single drop of manifestation as it pertains to the glory of God. God wants to change that. I had a vision last week, an open vision of clouds falling to the ground. And I mean thousands of clouds. They were falling. They were being released very beautifully, very, very beautifully. I mean, they were coming down from the sky and touching the earth together simultaneously. Cloud, cloud, cloud. I mean, coming from heaven, coming from on high, resting on the um resting on the plane of the earth and plane is a spiritual term that it means the operative realm of the earth where the earth realm has operation, but the glory of God came and rested therein. So we're going to recap very briefly. We're going to get into this because I want to share what the Lord is saying, because some of you are on fire right now and you want to know what the next phase is, how the Lord is going to manifest his glory in your life today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to um, take a very brief pause or intermission as it pertains to the tribe of Judah. This will tie into Judah, but it will focus more on operating heavily in a manifestation anointing. We talked about the royal anointing coming from Judah. We talked about the priestly anointing coming from Levi. We talked about the governmental anointing in the gates coming from the tribe of Simeon. We talked about, about the creative anointing to create your heart's desires through the tribe of Reuben. So now God is saying, now that you have those four dimensions, now it's time to manifest. Remember, Leah stopped having children after Judah. The Bible says she chilled for a moment. The Bible says she left off bearing for a season. She had the four sons. Then she went into a different place. This is the place where manifestation gathers together those opportunities. Reuben's anointing, Simeon's anointing, Levi's anointing, Judah's anointing joins them together for now a season of manifestation. 
manifestation. That's the time and that's the season that we're in. So last week there was an awesome and powerful word of manifestation and peace. We discussed the mysteries of the tribe of Judah, how you need to know your identity and the territory will be yours, how you need to take dominion in this time like never before. This is a very crucial time. This is a very crucial time. There's even a shaking. God said he's shaking you. He's shaking you like how you try to wake someone up and saying, this is your season. This is your time. I am not a cliche minister. I do not minister based on hype. I only speak what the Lord has revealed and I see a shaking. He's saying, wake up thou that sleepeth. He says he's trying to show you how to manifest the presence of God and the glory of God in a profound way. And I talked about last week about your identity and your atmosphere coming together. We all have an identity. Susie, Joe, Carol, Michael, we all have an identity and we all have an atmosphere tied to that identity. Jacob went from land to land. He went from Bethel to Shiloh to this and that, but he got to a particular place in his name, which changed. When you get to a particular place, your name will be changed. This is why the 12 sons of Israel are highly important. Jacob, Abram, Sarah, even Judah, they all of their names were changed based on territorial access, territorial opportunities, territorial mandates. So God is saying, I'm changing your name so that you can actually own this company. I'm changing your name so that you can actually fulfill and manifest the glory of God. I'm changing your name so that your name has to match the atmosphere. I'm not bringing Abram into the promised land. I'm bringing Abraham. He's not bringing Susie into the fortune 500 realm to shake hands with billionaires when she steals Susie from the block. It does not work that way. So he prepares us. He ushers us into a realm of expectation. And when we get to that place of expectation, it's our job to release the glory of God. I'm going to talk about how to bring down the house in glory and power and virtue. We talked about a little bit of virtue last week, but today we're going to break it down. And I want to touch on this real quick because I forgot to, I left this out last week. So in the kingdom of God, how I talked about everyone has an identity and everybody has an atmosphere or territory that matches. I want to prove this to you furthermore. Think about it like this. This is very key. This is very important to remember. The Bible talks about the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven. Okay. We all know the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And sometimes we think it means us. That's your atmosphere. The kingdom of heaven refers to your territory. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about possessing the promised land. We're still talking about your territory. So the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. That's your territory. We think about it as being us. Okay. So, so your identity is suffering violence because your, your territory is suffering violence because you haven't walked into the identity. When you step into that identity, you possess the land and you will take it by force. That's a key revelation because there's a kingdom of God and there's a kingdom of heaven. The identity must meet the atmosphere, must match. So Jacob had to become Israel to turn into Israel and possess the fullness of that opportunity. Kingdom of God, that's who he is. That's the person of God, but his territory is heaven. God doesn't uh, understand, or God doesn't expect us to understand how to walk in certain ways that he didn't establish. So he established that law even for himself. I am God, I have a kingdom. You are Susie, you have this business. That is your territory, that's your land, okay? Always remember that, kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of Lisa, 
kingdom of the Fortune 500 or kingdom of this ministry. This is all about a kingdom anointing because of Judah. Judah represents a kingly anointing. So we're going to veer off into the manifestation realm as it pertains to kingdom anointings. Isaiah 55 says, for my thoughts are higher than you. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your, your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So we're going to talk about the prosperity in manifested glory in the manifested word of God. We touched on it a little bit last week, Isaiah being from the tribe of Judah, how he had the power to say that, how he had the right to say that he had a power to say that because in this chapter, it also talks about in this book, how he saw King Uzziah die. So that means he was able to see the Lord lifted up according to a kingly rule. So God is saying, don't miss out on the royal victory that you have in me. You're living your life as a day-to-day commoner. When you do that, you place yourself in a position to be a commoner. You Commoners don't possess land. They live in the land. They live in the land. They borrow in the land, but they don't possess. And that's what he's trying to get us away from. He says that we're a chosen generation. Many are called and few are chosen. That's an opportunity to be chosen by God. It's not a mandate. It's an opportunity. He gave Abraham that choice. He gave Isaac that choice. He gave Jacob that choice. Then he says we're a royal priesthood. This is speaking of the order of Melchizedek, peace and prosperity, the kingdom and the priesthood coming together. Melchizedek, David, and Jesus, all three represent these particular rights. Then he says there's a holy nation. This pertains to dominion, being holy. That's what I talked about, having your identity change, matching that territory. Your identity, the holiness represents you. The nation represents the land. So to become a holy nation, your identity must match your territory. You haven't possessed the land because your identity hasn't changed. Abraham's first promise was that God would make him, make of him a great nation. Great is a virtue. Nation is the territory. Okay. So you have to remember that's another dimension of greatness. We'll talk about that more later. Your territory is directly connected to a revelation. This is what makes it holy. Okay. So that thing that you're trying to possess, that thing that you're trying to establish is a direct connection to the revelation of who you are. When you subside and allow that identity to take hold, you will possess the land and have that dominion. You'll become a peculiar people. These are glories, majesties, royalties, according to the plans of God. That's when you become peculiar. When people can say, I don't know what it is about her, but she's so favored. I don't know what it is about her, but the anointing rests on her powerfully. The Bible says in second Peter one and four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, ye might be partakers of the divine nature. This is the identity, be partakers of the divine nature in order to inherit the great and exceeding promises. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, you have to escape the world to gain it in God. Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge. Okay. So I didn't get get to go over the different dimensions in their entirety last week, the dimensions of Reuben and Simeon and Levi, Judah, And Elijah, when I'm speaking of the dimensions of these particular people, I'm not speaking of their anointing. I'm speaking of operation. Okay. So some people misunderstand 
um, the fact that an anointing is different than a dimension. You are placed in a dimension, but you need an anointing to operate therein. Okay. When um, Elijah and Moses came to the mountaintop and visited Jesus, that was a dimension. And then Jesus was expected to operate in the release of that Moses anointing to deliver the people. And then that Elijah anointing to bring rain, which was the power of the Holy Spirit. That's deep. We're not going to get into that right now. But God wants a manifestation and glory of his power. He wants the manifested glory of his power to be revealed in the month of June, not next year, not next month, but this month he's saying that it will come down like rain, manifested glory, Judah part four. Let's just jump right on in. So the reason that David was able to speak from a position of royalty and governmental authority is because of the anointing that rested on Judah. Judah is a forefather of David. The tribes are important. The tribes are very important, ladies and gentlemen. David is a go-to for most Christians. Even non-believers will quote David. Psalms 23, they have it tattooed. Um, people just gravitate towards um, the book of Psalms. It's a go-to for the people of God. Uh, even people that practice witchcraft and works of darkness, they go to the book of Psalms. But God revealed to me over the past couple days why Genesis 49 and 10, when Jacob was releasing the blessings to each of the children, when he got to the tribe of Judah, he said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. What is Shiloh? Shiloh is a place, but it had to come dimensionally to match up with the kingdom anointing that's taken place when Jesus died. He gave us opportunity to tap into that Shiloh place, that Shiloh anointing that we would possess that land. And then it says unto him shall be the gathering of the people. Okay. This is Genesis 49 when Jacob is releasing the blessings. So the scepture shall not depart from Judah. What is the scepture? It's referring to royal power. That's the thing that Kings hold in their hand. Okay. In other words, like God revealed to me, this is why witches have wands or are displayed or um, revealed as having wands in movies and, um, you know, Harry Potter and things like that, because they're mimicking the power of the kingdom of God, the scepture of the house of David. They're mimicking and they're reenacting or attempting to mimic that power that comes from a royal anointing. That's why when they tap that wand, someone will disappear or when they'll tap that wand, something will appear. And so this is God is talking about manifestation. He's talking about manifestation. Where does the power to manifest the glory of God come from? This is what this is all about. It goes back to Judah. Okay. The scripture is referring to a royal power to release a manifested presence or glory. God speaks of the scripture through the entire Bible, not just the old Testament, even in the book of revelation. And so this is what God is revealing to me in the book of Psalms. The reason why they're so powerful, the reason why the book of Psalms is so powerful, why you can pray it and feel assured, why you can read Psalms 119, Psalms 23, Psalms 1, all your favorite Psalms, 34, 37, I mean, Psalms 100. They're so powerful because of where they're seated. So in God, manifested works are seated in places seated in places. And so David had a position of royalty from the tribe of Judah. That's why God is having us to go back and look at the 12 sons because that power came from a particular place. David didn't just wake up and was David and the bloodline was an anointing. Okay. 
So he revealed to me that the power in Psalms is only effective when you understand it from a kingdom perspective and kingdom position. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about possessing the land, but now we're talking about going in with power and to manifest the glory of God in our lives as we enter in. So David represents a high place because of his lineage in the tribe of Judah. Isaiah says he saw Jesus high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter six. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple, okay? And then the, the angel came and touched his lips and all that. Study that if you've never studied it. There's a powerful revelation in that. Remember, Isaiah is also from the tribe of Judah. So God is saying that I want you to stand in a royal position, meaning your identity must match your territory. You're trying to go in and start a business when you still think like your mentality is still so very merged with the world. You don't understand that you have been engrafted into a royal kingly anointing. And this is what he's saying in the tribe of Judah. He says, when you stand in that position, you will inherit the Christ-like anointing to have powerful manifestations in your life. First Corinthians 12 and 5. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is, it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all, to profit with all, to profit, to profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit. I want to touch on the faith part because in this time and in this season, you're not moving without the faith. You have a great mind. You have a brilliant mind. You have a great understanding. You have a love for God, but the faith is not at the level it needs to be in order to explode in a dimension of manifestation. God says you need a dimension of manifestation to explode in this season. He says to another, the gift of healing by the same season, uh, same spirit. These are all dimensions. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. These are all dimensions to cause you to manifest the promises of God. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh one and the self-same spirit, dividing to other men uh, severally as he will. Now, most people believe that these gifts are for the church. They are absolutely for the church. They're absolutely up for grabs. They're absolutely for the people of God. But most importantly, they're manifested works of glory to reveal the glory of God in the realm of the earth. That's the vision of the clouds coming down. God says, that's what's happening in the season. I need you to understand this by the spirit. He's saying to go higher, come up hither, saith the Lord. This is the hour of manifestation. Come unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. He says, become saturated by the word of God. When you become saturated by the word of God, that's the rain that's falling on to your spirit, man, that's going to go up and come back around. It's just a cycle. It's just a system where the word of God is effective and cannot be null and void, but it will come to pass. When the word is saturated within you, it's going to trigger an activation level. The activation level is being turned up. It's being turned up. It's being turned up all the way in the spirit. Whatever you have access to, whatever you have an anointing for a call for whatever is praiseworthy for you. This is the time that that opportunity is turning all the way up so that you can go in and possess the land. Jeremiah 33 and three says, call unto me. I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So this is what the Lord is saying. He's saying that the manifested works have been activated. He's removing every hindrance, hiding the manifestations in your life. He wants to show you the forces that have been coming against you and how you're going to use those forces 
to capitalize and catapult you into the next realm. God says that hindering spirit that's been resting upon your home, that's been resting upon your business, it's being broken to now everyone under the sound of my voice. It's being broken today. God says there will be a rain. There will be an outpour. God says even rain like fire. He says even rain like fire to propel you into a nature, a divine nature of manifestation and momentum. Now, this is what we want to discuss. Like I said, this is one of five. So the next four segments of the manifested works will discuss manifestation. It'll discuss works. It'll discuss miracles. It'll discuss birthings. You don't want to miss it. This has never been taught anywhere like this before. It's a great and powerful word. It's exciting. It's expedient. And God wants to expedite the fulfillment of his word in this time and the season. I'm just so grateful that he's already shown me the things that are going to happen in the lives of the people, home purchases, building purchases, church purchases. He's showing me large purchases in the month of June, even contracts and deals that will be signed. He's going to ask me to disclose to the people, to the listeners of the Dimensions of Greatness podcast, the differences between the works, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the birthing. Birthing is a different form of manifestation. He wants me to touch really hard on that because he says in this season, there's going to be a changing of the guard, a changing of the guard. There's going to be a different arithmetic in the spirit being released. So come on back on Monday, four more days. We're going to break it down even further. It's going to be absolutely great. It's going to be a dimension of greatness. I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming back. Special shout out to the people in Washington listening over and over and over. I'm just so proud. Um, Would love to meet you. Send me an email with any questions or anything you want to share comments about this podcast, this episode, or anything that you would like to hear me share any revelations you have questions about to Felicia F E L I C I A at DallasBoss.com. Let this be a week end of manifested glory that next week will be even the greater, even the greater, even the more God says greater works than these shall ye do because I go unto the father, have a blessed weekend, have a great time enjoying the word of the Lord. Study Isaiah 6, Isaiah 55, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Be blessed until Monday. Bye-bye.